Well, you're so welcome to Open Door on YouTube. My name's Adrian, and we're in the third on our series looking at Nehemiah, taking a look at one of the leading characters right at the end of the chronology of the Old Testament. We saw last week Dave led us as we focused on Nehemiah's prayer. And do you remember Dave's phrase? Action before prayer leads to stress. Action after prayer leads to success. And uh, the week before that, we heard about Nehemiah, whose name means God comforts, the God who comforts. And remember, between these last two weeks, we heard that it was four months before Nehemiah did anything. And if you read ahead in Nehemiah, we would say it's only 52 days for him to accomplish, or the people through him accomplish the, the rebuilding. So today, like Nehemiah, we're going to look at the broken walls. Imagine you're Nehemiah, he, t he gets on uh, on the mural or donkey, he travels around the city at night. He hasn't told anyone that he's arrived really. He travels around and he surveys the state of affairs. You can imagine his, his notes as he goes around, gate after gate is burnt down, broken down, the walls have tumbled down, bit of tumbleweed here. Imagine. Uh, just the list of work that builds up. But imagine also, maybe not just Nehemiah, imagine you're one of the people that have already been there before Nehemiah and you've been working, restoring the temple and you started on the wall and, and it stopped. So Ezra and Nehemiah, the books go together and they've started the work and they've got disheartened and stopped. Imagine you with your family have traveled back to rebuild and it's not gone to plan. So Nehemiah chapter 2 uh, is a mixture of Nehemiah surveying the scene and gathering the people and identifying actually this is a, this is a big job but he just say let's rebuild and see honour restored uh, to God's name. So verse, uh, chapter 2 verse 17 he says, Now to them I said, the people, you know very well what trouble we are in. Yeah, look at this list. Jerusalem lies in ruins. Its gates have been destroyed by fire. Let's rebuild the wall of Jerusalem. Let's end this disgrace. And I told them about the gracious hand of God had been on me and about my conversation with the king. They replied at once. Yes, let's rebuild the wall. So they began the good work. Let's rebuild the wall. They began the good work. And I love Nehemiah's assessment, a sober assessment. You know, we're in trouble. Jerusalem lies in ruins and its gates have been destroyed. We're burnt. We're in a right pickle. Yet at the same time, he reminded them of God's hand upon him, calling him, giving him favour with the king uh, back in Susa and God's leading of him to this moment. Something of a reality check, but also something of God's faithfulness. You know, when we follow Jesus, we, we hold those things too, don't we? A bit like Abraham, he considered his body good as dead when he had the promise of a son, yet he trusted God. And we come before God, don't we? Maybe at this time too, you know, in one sense, as we look around and say, God, our hearts ache. Maybe like me this way, I've shed tears and you think, Lord, how long? But I look at you and you are faithful and true. You know, we remind ourselves, like Nehemiah, God rebuilds broken walls. And right at the start of this, I don't want to necessarily talk just about the Jerusalem walls. I want to talk about our need of walls 
being restored. And maybe in a minute you feel like actually constant things just being battered against the gate. Your gates are being uh, barged against, broken down, burnt. I don't know how long I can stand. Actually, I encourage you, like me, we come before God and say, God, this is how it is. Would you strengthen me? Thank you that you have sent Nehemiah, a Nehemiah, the comforter. Come Holy Spirit and strengthen me. We remind ourselves like the psalmist of his promises. But we do also take a realistic uh, assessment say God this is tough with family or finance it could be all sorts of different things say God I, I look to you let's be like Nehemiah we we have a sober assessment yet we remind ourselves uh, perhaps like me also I reminded myself I got out what are the things that God has said over the last 10-15 years what has he said and what has he done because as I read them and remind myself faith begins to come doesn't it Let's be those sober assessment, but we look to God. Anyway, there's uh, Nehemiah. He's gathering the people and says, come on, this, this is what God has done. And they say, let us rebuild. Isn't that great? Let us rebuild. Rather, OK, Nehemiah. Yeah, we'll be praying for you. <laughs> no, they say, let us rebuild. And they say, said, they describe it as a good work. This is, this is a good work. You know, friends, God calls each of us. Uh, to be part of his rebuilding team. He also calls each of us to be part of his good work. God's rebuilding team through Jesus is a good work. You see, they realised that rebuilding their bit of the wall was part of rebuilding Jerusalem. And part of rebuilding Jerusalem was about restoring God's name. They realised, you see, they were part of something bigger, not just their piece, but they were part of the restoration of God's kingdom as they saw it. It wasn't the whole wall, it wasn't the city, it was God's name in the nation. And you know, you and I are part of a bigger picture. It's not just my salvation, no, God is restoring, God is renewing, God is knitting us together, God is renewing the whole cosmos under Jesus. You see, when you ask Jesus, come into my life, come and clean me, come, I forgive my sin, I confess my sin, God says, I'll do that and I sign you up to be part of my rebuilding program. He says, I'll come and work in you and I'll also start working through you. He signs you and I up to the family business, the family business of a good work, which is sending each of us different places in different ways to make the name of Jesus known. It's much part, much bigger part than just Jesus clean me up. It's much more than just an open door. It's much more than catering. This is God filling the earth with his people. And you and I are part of that filling. Isn't that amazing? Doesn't that lift our eyes? Lord, thank you, it's not just me. But Lord, you have a master plan. Maybe you thought, okay, you were inviting God into your plan. Actually, when you uh, ask Christ to become your Lord, he says, I'm recruiting you into my plan. I'm recruiting you, Adrian. I'm recruiting each of you into my plan. That gives us confidence and grace. Okay, this wasn't our idea. This was his idea. And we're called according to his purposes. And if we're called according to his purposes, then he makes all things work together for the good. That's Romans 8, 28. He works in us according to his plan. 
So friends, you know, as we're looking at our walls, as we're praying for the walls, say, God, we fix our eyes on you and your bigger plan. I haven't got much of a clue these days, these weeks, Lord. It feels so difficult to see the way ahead for my family, my life, my plans. But God, I lift my eyes that you know the plans. God says he knows the plans. He's not blown off course. He's not distracted and stumped by my life, your life, by COVID. He weeps with us. He shares our humanity in Jesus. He shares our pain in humanity. But he also says, look at the bigger picture. Look at the bigger picture. And then as we read Nehemiah 3, which we're going to do uh, shortly, we see there are a whole list of people. They're listed by families. Isn't it wonderful that God calls us to family, not employees, but he calls us sons and daughters. Be part of the family business of the king. I call you to be families, restoring, re rebuilding your part of the wall. And as you read Nehemiah 3, the families are named. If you've ever read through Nehemiah 3 and, and other books like uh, uh, Numbers in the Old Testament, there's just lists of names. You think, what's all that about? Friends, God knows who you and I are. He knew who they are and we read them. He knows who you are and he cherishes the fact that your name also is in the Lamb's Book of Life. Can you imagine when he wrote your name, how precious that was? And now we can read the names too of these people who are, are rebuilding. They're not specialists, uh, just a whole bunch of families working on different size pieces, of different lengths of the wall, but they're giving themselves because this is a good work. God's with you, Nehemiah. We're part, we're signed up. And maybe they felt one against many. They think, oh, who cares? I mean, who notices this? This is just my bit. Actually, God noticed and got their names written down. He notices you and I too. The small deed you do that no one else in the world knows. If you do it on behalf of his name, he sees, he makes note. He nods his head and says, that's my son, that's my daughter. Was it hard work? I bet it was. Building these walls, they're not little stones, they're not pebbles, they're big stones. They're rough cut, they're dirty hands, they're sweating, it's a, a knees and hands worn and oh this is back-breaking work but as families they got on together isn't it great being part of a family of open door we can look to one another and when we feel we need some encouragement we can call over or we can give some encouragement let me encourage you perhaps this week who could you send a text message to a whatsapp a hello just want to encourage you been praying for you that way the family like strengthens itself like the body strengthens itself and we get on about this great work and they were all working on their sections weren't they now the thing is working as families on their sections you can't just do your bit and then you find that someone else is like okay we're not lining up they worked as families and yet they knew they were part of the whole and friends, we want to encourage you as we pray together and, and as we encourage in these mini groups, okay, we do our bit of praying, but also we be connected to the whole. We, we don't get isolated and just say, okay, we're going to do our bit because we want to line up with everything else that God is doing. We're part of a bigger family. We're part of the bigger family of Open Door. Friends, we're also part of the bigger family of Catalyst, part of New Frontiers. We're part of the family of Christians in, in Kettering. Friends, let's lift our eyes and know it's not just our little bit, 
but something bigger, something bigger. You know, too, uh, we notice as you, we read through Nehemiah 3, there's some strange uh, tradesmen and women uh, mentioned there. There's leaders. Okay, it's good to have leaders, we might say. There's priests. Okay, they're used to reading some of the scrolls and, and now they're shifting some dirty great stones. And then there's perfume makers. <laughs> there's perfume makers. Now, I don't know what in your mind a perfume maker is, but I think okay, they're perhaps not suited for shifting stones and like building uh, gates, but uh, they're there. And then it also mentions goldsmiths. Goldsmiths, it mentions men and women. Isn't it great that God has given diversity? Thank goodness you're not all like me. Uh, thank goodness for variety, men and women, tall and short, young and old, different backgrounds. Together, the wall is built by diversity. Friends, never discount yourself. Let's never discount ourselves because we're a bit different to someone else. Because there's a part of the wall that only you can do. Now, as we read through Nehemiah 3, we also see some of them built opposite their house. I really like that. Okay, we go out the front gate. We're doing that bit dead in front. Others of them built right round in corners and up to towers. Friends, whatever God has given you to do is a valid expression of his grace and goodness. Don't measure and compare yourself with what someone else is doing. Friends, let's, let's do what God has asked us to do. And if I just talk to, if you're a parent at the minute, single parent, um, or, or, or two of you at home, you're looking out for kids, friends, building family church at home is, is a high calling. It's a high calling. It's, it's part of an expression of leadership. Actually, Timothy, Paul writing to Timothy talks about the way we lead our families is like the way we lead in church. And you check out an elder by checking out their, their family at home. Friends, when we pray for our kids, pray with our kids, nurture them in Christ, that is a high, high calling. And we want to bless you. Many of you are struggling with homeschooling and access to the Wi-Fi and all those things as well. That just add on pressure. Friends, may God's grace be with you. I wonder if there's a way that we can serve each other. Maybe you've got a laptop at home that you don't ever use or a tablet or something that there was someone else in the church could really benefit of having. OK, we could have two at home. So we've got like one each for our, our kids. I don't know. Maybe there would be practical ways for us to serve each other. But friends, Nehemiah rebuilding the walls about a good work as families and all sorts of trades, men and women, young and old. Isn't it a blessing that through Jesus Christ, if we like, we could describe through Jesus Christ who became a broken wall on the cross, we now know what it is to be built together as living stones. He who died outside the city wall in the rubbish dump of Jerusalem on the cross, now we are brought into the city of God. We who were once like ruined stones scattered about, now we've been brought together, knit together, uh, 1 Peter writes, knitted together as living stones and built together. Now we're, Paul says to the Ephesians, we now are a living temple, a place where God dwells. Isn't that amazing? The living, the, the stone that was rough and in the nettles, now God has brought each of us, joined us together. He says, I'm going to display my glory to the cosmos through you, through you and I. Our friends, let's we're so thankful for God's grace. We're so thankful for God's plan that is bigger than we can see. 
And as God works through this time and we're unable to meet in the Eden Centre, but it's through outreaching, through Zoom and WhatsApp and, and all the rest, God is still building his temple. What will it be like when we come together and we know hugs and tears and joy and laughter and song? What works might God have done in your life as we dig into him in my life? How good is God? How gracious? Let's pray for each other. Let's encourage one another daily. Let's lift our eyes to the one uh, that Nehemiah uh, foreshadows, the comforter who has come. We pray for you. Dave and I pray each week for you. We pray. I'm going to pray now and then I'm going to read uh, Nehemiah chapter 3. Holy Spirit, thank you that you bring us together as living stones. You find us ones who are scattered. Now we're brought and we're made into a wall. God, and we say, here we are. How do you want it to work, God? Not only building us, but now through us. Lord, who have you given us to work on around us? Our family, our street, our community, in our employment. Oh God, thank you that you have called us to be part of your rebuilding. Your kingdom come in Jesus' name. So let's read some of Nehemiah 3, shall we? Chapter 3. Eliashib, the high priest, and his fellow priests went to work and rebuilt the sheep gate. They dedicated it and set its doors in place, building as far as the Tower of the Hundred, which they dedicated as far as the Tower of Hananiel. The men of Jericho built the adjoining section, and Zachur, son of Imri, built next to them. The fish gate was rebuilt by the sons of Hassanah. They laid its beams and put its doors and bolts in place. Merimoth, son of Uriah, the son of Hakoz, repaired the next section. Next to him was Mesulam, son of Berechiah, the son of Mehezabel. He made repairs. And next to him, Zadok of Banana, Bana, also made repairs. The next section was repaired by the men of Tekoa, but their nobles wouldn't put their shoulders to the work under their supervisors. The Jessina gate was repaired by Joida, son of Pasir, and Meshalem, son of Besodiah. They laid its beams and put its doors and bolts in place. Next to them, repairs were made by men from Gibeon and Mizpah, Melatia of Gibeon and Jadon, son of Merinoth, places under the authority of the governor of Trans-Euphrates. Uziel, son of Hahiah, one of the goldsmiths, repaired the next section. And Haniah, one of the perfume makers, he made repairs next to that. They restored Jerusalem as far as the broad wall. Rephaiah, son of Hur, ruler of a half-district of Jerusalem, he repaired the next section adjoining this. Jediah, son of Harumumph, made repairs outside his house. And Hattush, son of Hazabanah, made repairs next to him. Malkijah, son of Harim, and Hasub, son of Payath Moab, repaired another section. And the Tower of the Ovens. Shalom, Seon of Haloesh, ruler of a half district of Jerusalem repaired the next section with the help of his daughters. The valley gate was repaired by Hanun and the residents of Zanoah. They rebuilt it and put its doors and bolts and bars in place. They also repaired 500 yards of the wall as far as the Dung Gate. The Dung Gate was repaired by Malkijah, son of Rechab, ruler of the district of Malhakarim. He rebuilt it and put its doors and bars in place. The fountain gate was repaired by Shalon, son of Kolhose, ruler of the district of Mizpah. He rebuilt it, roofed it over and putting its doors and bolts and bars in place. He also repaired the pool of Siloam by the king's garden. 
as far as the steps going down to the, from the city of David. Beyond him, Nehemiah, son of Azbuk, ruler of a half district of Bethsur. He made repairs up to opposite the point of the tombs of David, as far as the artificial pool and the house of the heroes. Next to him, repairs were made by the Levites under Rehum, son of Bani. Beside him, Hashabiah, ruler of half the district of Kila, carried out repairs for his district. Next to him, the repairs were made by their countrymen under Binui, son of Hanadad, ruler of the other half district of Kila. Next to him, Ezer, son of Jeshua, ruler of Mizpah, repaired another section from a point facing the ascent to the armory as far as the angle. Next to him, Baruch, son of Zabai, zealously repaired. He zealously repaired. Uh, Another section from the angle to the entrance of the house of Elisha, the high priest. Next to him, Miamoth, son of Uriah, the son of Hakoz, repaired another section from the entrance of Elisha's house to the end of it. The repairs next to him were made by the priests from the surrounding region. Beyond them, Benjamin and Hasab made repairs in front of their house. And next to them, Azariah, son of Maasai, the son of Ananiah, made repairs by his house. Next to him, Binui, son of Hanadad, repairs another section from Ahaziah's house to the angle in the corner. And Palau, son of Uzziah, was worked opposite the angle in the tower projecting from the upper palace near the court of the guard. Next to him, Pediah, son of Parosh, and the temple servants living on the hill of Ophiel made repairs up to a point opposite the water gate towards the east and the projecting tower. Next to them, the men of Tekoa repaired another section from the great projecting tower to the wall of Ophel. Above the horse gate, the priests made repairs, each in front of his house, his own house. Next to them, Zadok, son of Imma, made repairs opposite his house. Next to him, Shemaiah, son of Shechaniah. The guard at the east gate made repairs, and next to him, Hananiah, son of Shelalmaliah, and Hanan, the sixth son of Zalaf, repaired another section. Next to him, Meshalem, son of Berechiah, made repairs opposite his living quarters. Next to him, Malikajah, son of the goldsmiths, one of the goldsmiths, made repairs as far as the house of the temple servants and the merchants opposite the inspection gate and as far as the room above the corner. And between the room above the corner and the sheep gates, sheep gate, the goldsmiths and the merchants made repairs. And chapter four, verse six says, so we rebuilt the wall till all of it reached half its heights for the people worked with all their heart. God bless you. God know, make you know God's grace, God's spirit upon us, strengthening us. In Jesus' name.